This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. This is Peter Chirpak from Ardmore Banking Advisors. I'm talking about CECL implications for smaller, less complex institutions. Um, This is from my article in October 2018 in the RMA Journal. Essentially, what I'd like to do is quickly paint a picture for you of what the smaller institutions are facing with CECL and uh, what new information the regulators have given us. Essentially, from the start of the approval of the new rule, smaller institutions have been told that they don't really have to change what they're doing very much. Uh, They were told that if you're a small, less complex institution, you could probably do pretty much what you're doing now, but you'll have to change your inputs and your assumptions and include life of loan loss and projections of future losses. This was the party line from the regulators and auditors until uh, beginning of 2018 when the regulators held an Ask the Regulators uh, webinar in which they announced a number of specific concepts uh, for smaller banks to address. The first one was that um, you have to comply no matter how small you are. So some banks who thought they might be exempted were disappointed to find out that they're really going to have to do it. They also acknowledged, the regulators that is, that creating a reasonable and supportable life of loan loss estimate is very difficult, particularly for smaller institutions, and that banks really are going to need to go out and get peer data from some source, and they're probably going to need a data mart or a data warehouse to house all this data. They do not want you to use spreadsheets. So these, although that's only three things, there are three important things, and they're certainly different than what smaller institutions have had to have to do. Uh, during the webinar, actually, the FDIC's Robert Storch commented that it's going to be difficult for small banks to really create supportable CECL uh, models because banks, these small banks often don't have any losses or the losses are, are minimal and sporadic. So it's extremely difficult to come up with uh, meaningful loss patterns when there really isn't any losses to look at. Also, uh, the pooling structures that smaller banks use are not risk-based, so it can be difficult to use uh, call code-based pools. So this is definitely a departure from saying you really don't have to do anything. Um, one of the questions that was often asked was, well, what do I do? How do I proceed? What model should I use? And uh, I guess Kyle Thomas from the State Bank Supervisors said, CISO allowances are based on lifetime loan losses. This is the starting point. If you don't have the lifetime historical loan loss, you will need to turn to other sources of data for your starting point. He noted that the methods you use may be determined by how much data is available to you. You might start out thinking one method is better than the other and then find out it just doesn't work because you either don't have the data or the results are not what you expected. So what can smaller, less uh, complex institutions do? Uh, typically, the only uh, information available to them are their own data, which is typically not very detailed, their historical AWLL uh, pooling structures, FDIC and UBPR peer loss data, and some current data that may be more uh, enhanced. Will this be considered a reasonable resource for a smaller, less complex institution? Uh, There was a recent update in the Ask the Regulators uh, that happened at the end of July, and in that, some more clarity was added, and that was that, first of all, the smallest banks are being delayed to 2022. So if you're a non-business entity, excuse me, non 
public business entity, I should say, then you are exempt until 2022, but that you shouldn't stop preparing. This is the idea of adding this extra year would give banks more time to gather data. And they also announced in this update that you would you can use a, a call report codes for your pooling under Cecil, but only as a starting point and until you can build up enough data to do it right. Um, this is a little disturbing because the smallest institutions are not ones that usually have resources available to do it one way and then build another methodology and transition over time. So it's going to be a challenge. Bottom line was that uh, even in the most recent webinar at the end of July, uh, still 40% of the banks were uh, polled at the end stating that they really hadn't started doing anything other than building awareness and uh, mobilizing a team. So really we're not seeing much movement at all with these smaller institutions and it is troublesome and I really believe this data is part of the issue. So what we've asked and what I'll close with is the concept around can you use the available tools, a small institution, and, and be CECL compliant? Or do you have to go out and buy data uh, or assemble other more complex models? Um, something that the regulators have made clear they don't want you to do. So one suggestion that we have is, can you piece together data such as historical losses by your ALLL pool and match them up with certain peer data to augment the fact that you don't have data history going back to let's say, the beginning of a uh, economic cycle in 2008. Um, start with your historical losses in your pools. Add peer data to try to flesh those out so that you can actually begin to build loss patterns. Then use your most current data, which should be good and should be accessible to you, to start to add more risk characteristic information to the equation. Can you start to break your pools down by meaningful risk characteristics? And finally, uh, implement internally a new process of collecting more and storing more credit risk data at the time your loans are originated uh, and use this data going forward to continuously improve your process. Uh, the smaller less con uh, complex institutions have to learn to do this and there are ways to do it but yet these best practices have not emerged. Um, we're looking for more guidance from regulators and for the banks that are going um, live in 2020 before the small banks but key to the success of Cecil is making it possible for smaller banks to do it well.